And I have this in capital letters because the Lord said this very strongly. This time, walk on the storm, command the storm, speak to the storm, and it will obey you. Hey guys, welcome back to Divinity Life TV, where we define the difference between religion and kingdom. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And welcome back. I'm so excited to be with you today. I pray that this finds you standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. And I want to say to you, happy new year. Happy new year. 2022, we just stepped into 2022 officially, right? At least for those that are in the Americas. And uh, so happy new year. I pray that you guys uh, were able to enjoy your holiday season, uh, that you were able to spend quality time with your loved ones, get some rest, first of all, right? Because we work hard, we need to rest, uh, need some good rest. And uh, I pray that you were able to uh, just celebrate Jesus with your loved ones, um, eat some good food, right? All Eat some good food, of course course. Uh, But most of all, spend quality time in the presence of God. Amen. Uh, In order to prepare yourself for this new year, this new dispensation, this new season that we're stepping into, the Lord says that, behold, I make all things new. Amen. Uh, That the former things shall not be remembered nor come into mind. And so God uh, has done a new thing and we are uh, definitely, definitely in a new season. And uh, uh, I just want to um, share the word of the Lord with you today concerning that season, concerning that season. So for those of you who are new here, I am your sister, Lachelle Dalton-Clark, also known as Sister Shelley, and you are watching another episode of This Is Kingdom. So welcome, welcome. If you're coming back, welcome uh, to all of you through YouTube. Um, if you're watching me on YouTube, if you're listening by way of podcast. If you found me through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc., cetera, uh, God bless you all. God bless you all and welcome. And if you're, ha- and if you haven't subscribed, I don't know why, like, um, especially if you've been coming over my house and you've been eating food over here, eating some good food, cause I'm a good cook. I, well, you know, in the natural <laughs> and, and I take, I can't take glory from God, but I believe that the word that is being served over here is a good word because I also eat from this word. <laughs> amen. And so, uh, we have the master chef in the house. Amen. The Holy spirit is here to deliver the word of the Lord to you. So yeah, if you're not subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Button below and the bell next to it so you never miss a video and you can stop bringing your sweet your sleeping bag and your pillow and you know just hanging out with me for a minute and you can just come on over and stay just come on and stay it's absolutely free doesn't cost anything to subscribe and also make sure you like comment and share to spread the truth everywhere amen So uh, also, if you're listening by way of podcast, I want to remind you that the details to find me on YouTube are in the episode description. There's direct links there that you can click that'll take you straight to uh, bring you straight to this channel, Divinity Life TV. So you can see your sister, you can meet me, you know, in the flesh and live in color, right? And you can, um, we can communicate, right? I would love to be able to chat with you in the comment section and things like that. So uh, come on over and join me as well. 
So today um, we're going to be jumping into the word of the Lord here. I pray that uh, you have your Bible, your pen, your pad, whatever you are able to grab, to jot down some notes, some scriptures, um, you know, just depending on uh, your situation, wherever you are. And uh, I know some of you may be driving, et cetera. So uh, blessed are your ears as the word of the Lord goes for, forth. My, not my word, but his word. Amen. And uh, yeah, if you're at home, though, grab your tea, your coffee, your your favorite snack or whatever. You know, I'm having water. <laughs> your sister is on some water right now. OK. And so um, and, and jump into the word of the Lord with me. So uh, let's pray and jump right in. Father, I just thank you for all of these that you have drawn to hear this message. Father, I pray that the follow ground of their hearts will be broken up, that your word may fall upon good ground and that it will germinate in the ground and spring up and yield a harvest some 30, 60, and a hundredfold, that your word will prosper in them that receive it in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Father, that you, your Holy Spirit will take over, uh, take over my mouth and hijack my words and let them hear your word, your voice instead of mine. Let them feel your presence instead of mine. Let your anointing, Father, break and destroy every yoke off of them, off of every mind in the name of Jesus. Let, let, let every chain and shackle be utterly destroyed. Let the prison door swing open to them that are bound right now in Jesus' mighty name. Let your word go forth in power. Hallelujah. Your word is, your kingdom is not in deed, not in word only, but in power. Father God, let there be a manifest presence of your power and let there be a demonstration of your power through this word today in Jesus' mighty name. You said my word is spirit and my word is life. We know, Father, that your word cannot return void, but it must accomplish everything you sent it out to do. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. So, Father, as you send your word, Father, let your word, let it enlighten our darkness and let your word have free course and be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So um, we're going to go ahead and jump into this today. And today we're talking more. I have my notes on my phone here. So for those of you who don't uh, know, I, I typically just write down whatever I hear the spirit of God saying to me. Um, I, I, I write it down word for word <laughs> so I won't forget and I won't add anything to it or take anything away from it. So, you know, God has been speaking concerning uh, more concerning uh, 2022 and beyond, I like to say. And um, I'm just uh, sharing with you guys uh, more uh, of the word that has been revealed unto me or as he reveals it unto me. Um, and uh, today we're talking more about the throne room life, meaning holy living, right? La last week, the Lord said <clears throat> that 2022 would be the rise of the holy. And um, uh, so we're, we're talking about holy living, the throne room life. Uh, or life from the perspective of heaven, life from the perspective of heaven, uh, life from the from the perspective of the mind of God or from the mind of Christ. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so um, I don't know about you, but God has been uh, uh, 
impressing upon me. The spirit of God has even been saying that he is preparing us for heaven or at least me, that he's been preparing me for heaven. And, um, not in the sense of, you know, oh, in the sweet by and by, I'll fly away, you know, like I'm just waiting right now, literally just waiting to die and go to heaven. No, not like that. But but preparation in terms of uh, our perspective, our mindset, um, understanding how to operate from the heavenly realm, right? Un- uh, um, understanding the perspective or the uh, reality Uh, of actually living with God himself. Amen. Because we need to understand, we need, you know, we need to, um, we don't want to be in shock when we get there, right? We need to spend that time with him now and we need to uh, gain his perspective right now. Amen. Um, And so um, he's talking about in terms of preparing us also um, as kingdom citizens, understanding that we are from heaven. Amen. And we're not from the earth, but we are from heaven. That means that we were in God from the beginning or in the beginning before the foundations of the world or the earth were ever laid. Amen. Um, That's why God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, that I knew you. Amen. And so in the beginning, we were already with God. We were spirit first. We were spirit first before we entered the earth realm. And so that means that we were in God or we were in glory. Amen. Father, give me the glory. Bring me back to the glory that I had with you in the beginning. Right. And so we're talking about this perspective, heaven's perspective. Amen. Uh, uh, last week, the Lord also said that many of you would be would be learning this year how to stay in the air and how to fight from the air or fight from the heavens. Why? Because uh, th- this earth is the devil's playground, right? And the mind is the devil's playground. So we have to understand that um, we, we fight from the heavens. Amen. Um, we operate from the spirit realm. In other words, we are supernatural beings and we need to learn how to operate that way as supernatural beings, as citizens of heaven, as citizens of heaven. Amen. So how do we establish the kingdom of God on the earth as citizens of heaven, right? A lot of us have have been so connected to religion that we we really have not yet gained a uh, uh, an understanding of the kingdom and what it means, the kingdom of heaven and what it means. And so God wants us to, to gain that understanding and that perspective this year. Amen. It's very vital. It's very crucial that we understand as the day of the Lord draws near for the return of Christ. Amen. Our savior, our Lord and our savior. And so, um, we need to gain that perspective also that we are above and above only above and above only seated together in Christ Jesus in heavenly places, right at the right hand of the father. And uh, so uh, Revelation 12 and 12, it says, rejoice, O ye heavens, but woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth. Rejoice, O ye heavens, but woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth. But what is he saying there? That only the heavens will be able to actually rejoice, right? Only the heavens will actually be able to actually uh, rejoice. You know, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness. And the scripture goes on to say that woe be to the inhabitants of the earth because the devil is come down unto you having great wrath. Amen. And so only the sons of God will be able to truly rejoice. Only the righteous, only the holy will be able to truly rejoice in the midst of these perils that are coming upon the earth. Perils, amen. Turbulent times, amen. Um, you know, uh, we talked about this last week, how, you know, God said that the, the enemy would continue to rock the headlines with bad news, right? Tragedy after tragedy, viruses, you know, um, famines, you know what I'm saying? Like, wars, rumors of wars and all kinds of stuff going on, right? Bad news. That just spells bad news, right? It spells trouble. And so he's going to continue to unleash more demons, amen, even more wicked, you know, uh, more witchcraft, amen, more evil upon the earth. And so we need to be prepared for that, amen. We, we definitely need to be prepared for that. So that is why God is trying to give us heaven's perspective, because many of us have not learned how to fight from the heavens. Many of us have still not learned and we're still trying to fight in the flesh and trying to live in the flesh, uh, but they that walk in the spirit shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? And so we have to learn how to walk and live in the spirit realm so that we can truly uh, prevail, amen. And so uh, God is saying uh, that he is preparing us for that and that um, we must remember that things are not going to go uh, back to the way they are. This is the new normal. Things are going to move forward. Things are going to get worse. Um, as time goes on, as the day of the Lord draws near, um, you know, the birth pains will, will get stronger. Amen. Like we talked about last week as well. And uh, the sons of God, though, in the midst of it all, the sons of God will come, come forth. The sons of God will come forth that there's a people rising up called holy, which are the children of the living God. Amen. And so God wants us to uh, understand that. And we're going to be talking more about that. I'm going to be sharing um, here within the next few minutes or so um, more of the revelation knowledge that as I receive it from the Lord. And speaking of that, I want to um, shed some light on something. I feel that God uh, wants you to um, hear this because he does not want you to be confused. He doesn't want you to be uh, afraid. Amen. Um, concerning the different voices, the different prophetic voices that are speaking or those that are, that are prophesying, amen, at this time concerning 2022. Um, there's different prophets or different voices, different uh, people different leaders in the body of Christ, in church, outside of church, online, offline, et cetera, that are speaking different things, right? Different people, different prophets speaking different things. And we know that some of them are, of course, false prophets, you know what I mean? And charlatans. Um, but there are those that, that are also not false, right? And they may be, um, uh, just, you know, speaking what they hear the Lord say, but they're speaking different things. And um, you're, you're probably wondering, you know, 
why? <laughs> why? Right? I was wondering why. Why, Lord? You know, why is everyone speak, seem to be speaking something different? I know there's certain of us that are speaking the same thing, right? But we just use different language to, to express it. But it's, it's, it boils down to the same word of the Lord, right? But there are those that are speaking other things that are, uh, or speaking incomplete prophecies that are leaving people in fear. Amen. Um, you know, bringing or bringing more fear uh, upon those that are already fearful. So why, why, why is this happening? Um, and, uh, first of all, the Lord, uh, wants you to understand that we can prophesy only according to the proportion of our faith, according to the Bible, right? We prophesy or we prophesy according to the proportion of our faith, and we don't all have the same level of faith. Um, and so um, I want to show you something in Haggai, which is where we're going to be going. I only have a couple of scriptures for you, Haggai and Ephesians, but we're going to look at Haggai, and I'm going to share something with you from the historical setting um, of this book. And so you can kind of understand something about prophets, right? Something about prophets. Haggai was a prophet. Um, this book is found in what, what is popularly known as the minor prophets in the Bible, right? But I don't believe there are minor prophets or major prophets. I think Jesus is the only major prophet, right? He's the only big deal. Um, but I do believe that um, we all um, have different levels of faith, but, but God has no respect or per person. So there is no minor prophet, but the books uh, seem to be shorter than the other prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, etc. So Haggai, Haggai's uh, uh, book, uh, the book of Haggai is the second shortest book in the Bible. It's the second shortest book in the Bible next to Obadiah um, or in the New Testament, at least, uh, I, I believe in the, in the uh, excuse me, in the Old Testament, at least. In the New Testament, of course, we have the book of Jude. Um, but in the Old Testament, Haggai is the second shortest book next to Obadiah. And um, this, this prophecy consists of four messages from God delivered to the nation after the rebuilding of the temple had ceased for about 10 years. Now, the rebuilding of the temple, we're not talking about the, uh, the first temple, which is the temple of Solomon, right? Solomon's temple. But um, um, the people had been carried away and the children of Israel had been carried away into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar, right? They had been carried away to Babylon. Uh, and so um, after that uh, time period or after that, their release, excuse me, after their release from Babylon, um, God said to rebuild the temple. And I'm just gonna share this with you. Um, first of all, Haggai was, was the first of the prophets to minister to Israel following the return from Bab Babylonian captivity. Um, it says that um, his prophecy uh, dates according to the year of the reigning Persian monarch, which was Darius the king, right? And Darius, uh, King Darius became interested in the law and, and uh, the law of God, right? And permitted the Jews to rebuild Solomon's temple, which had been destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar in 586 BC. So Solomon's temple had been destroyed. And this king, uh, Darius, um, had uh, allowed the Jews or permitted them, obviously they asked for permission to rebuild um, this temple. 
And so he gave them permission and uh, they began building, right? But then they left off building for some reason. They, they had ceased from building for about 10 years. And so Haggai's ministry was about um, exhorting the people to complete the task of rebuilding the temple. How many of you started on some things, but you didn't finish, right? God is saying finish. <laughs> and so he, 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 his ministry or his prophetic uh, assignment was all about exhorting the people to complete the task of rebuilding the temple, um, to resume the work, right? Um, even against uh, all opposition. So obviously, you know, whenever the, we begin to build something for God, you can see that in the book of Nehemiah, etc. Anytime we're doing the work of the Lord, there will be opposition. There will be opposition. And I want to tell you that, you know, uh, God allows this opposition. Oh, he totally does. You know, God has fiery furnaces. God has blacksmiths that will blow the coals in the fire for you. Come on, Isaiah. <laughs> you know, God will God, God will allow the enemy to do some things to uh, to help us to understand that this is not going to be easy. We must take it by force. Amen. So God, God doesn't want his children to be weak. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to conquer. Amen. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves us. We can do all things through Christ, right? Jesus. And so we need to understand that, 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 that uh, there will be opposition, but how to overcome opposition, how to fight through opposition, how to work through and build through and complete a project, complete an assignment, complete um, uh, the work of the Lord or the work of the kingdom in the midst of the opposition or despite opposition. So God allows these things. I always talk about in the book of Isaiah where God said, you know, I form the light, I create the darkness, I, the Lord, do all these things, right? Um, I uh, create the good and the evil, I, the Lord, do all these things. And then we know in the book of, uh, of Job chapter one, we see that the enemy could not touch Job and he could not touch anything that he had unless he received uh, permission from God. So we understand that the, de the devil cannot do anything without God's permission. There's another scripture, um, I believe that is in Obadiah, is it in Obadiah that talks about how, you know, um, where there is evil, um, you know, has the Lord not done it? Um, wherever there is evil, has the Lord not done it or something to that effect? I don't remember the exact scripture right now, but you know, it, it's reminding us that our God is in control. He's the only King, you guys. He is the only King. He is the only one who rules and reigns, reigns in absolute power and authority. So the devil is not running anything. <laughs> you know, he's he's just a little bully that we got to learn how to whoop his butt, right? And so um, we have to understand that. And so there was uh, there uh, the resumption of the work was to be uh, uh, started even through or even, you know, in spite of the opposition. Haggai's ministry was very short. It only lasted four months. His prophecy was uh, to motivate the people to get started again, right? The work that they had begun, uh, the work that he begun was carried on by Zechariah and Malachi. So they kind of picked up that mantle after you know, after Haggai's ministry and continued uh, prophesying to the people of God concerning 
the work. And um, it's concerning Haggai himself, you know, the, the Bible doesn't mention much about his personal history, though, you know, he is mentioned in Ezra chapter five and one, and also in Ezra chapter six and verse 14. But, you know, it, his, his actual history is not really, really mentioned. Um, he's kind of like Gideon, you know, um, once, but, you know, that just goes to show the nature of God concerning his prophets. It says here, once a God, once again, God has obscured the origin of his prophet. Amen. So if you're one of those that, you know, you don't really have any origin, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not really from anywhere, you know, if you're like me, I was passed around as a child, you know, so I don't really have any real roots, you know, anywhere other than, you know, my birth, you know what I'm saying? I was passed around. I was moved around. I was shuffled around, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, God will obscure your origin. Um, but it says here that although his personal history is scarcely known, he was extremely practical in his ministry. There are different types of prophets. Some are very practical. Some are very deep, <laughs> you know, wink, wink. Some are very deep, right? It says that he was a man whom God raised up at a specific time for a specific mission. So God has different types of prophets that he raises up at different times for different missions or different, different assignments, amen, that he wants to fulfill in the earth, different reasons, different purposes. He sends them to different people, different nations, different leaders, etc. you know? And so there are different kinds of prophets, you guys, there's different kinds of prophets. And, um, you know, they may not all uh, function the same. They may not all hear exactly the same. Why? Because they're prophesying according to, number one, their proportion of faith, the level of their faith, and also according to their particular assignment. So their view may, may they may have a different view or a different angle, if you get my meaning. Um, so, but we must understand that, um, the purpose or the end result should be the same, right? Never to bring fear to the body of Christ because the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. So would Jesus bring us fear? No, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He is not the author of confusion, right? But he is the God of peace. So, so any word that comes um, out of the mouth of God or any word that is be, being spoken through the Holy Spirit, right, which is the spirit of Jesus, that word must bring you peace. It, it should bring you peace. And so God doesn't want you to be confused here. You know, if, if there's a word that's not bringing peace, then it's probably an incomplete prophecy or a false prophecy. Okay. Um, all right. So now I'm going to go ahead and share more of what I heard the spirit of God saying, um, as you know, as I spent more time just listening and meditating and, you know, um, you know, praying, um, I, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, you're going to need to position yourself in a pure apostolic and prophetic atmosphere in order to survive. Now I know that, you know, this means me, right. It includes me, but he's speaking to his body. He's speaking to his body. He's saying, you are going to need to position yourself in a pure apostolic and prophetic atmosphere in order to survive. 
those who are in a house with no apostolic or prophetic voice will truly struggle the most. We must all hear what thus saith the Lord and what the heavens are revealing what the heavens are revealing. You're gonna need to get in the flow of that apostolic and prophetic anointing of revelation knowledge, revelation knowledge. Um, Especially, he says, especially if that is your area of gifting. So if you don't have any kind of apostolic voice in your life or prophetic voice in your life, you need to find an apostolic prophetic voice. Both of them need to be present, amen? Why, why, why? One reason is so that your own spiritual gifts can be stirred up, right? Brought to the surface in order to manifest and flourish, right? So you, so your gifts can flourish. So you can flourish in your calling. So your call, so your gift can actually manifest, right? Sadly, many of us have been sitting in churches for years, but, and we still don't even know what our gift is. We don't even know what our calling is because of this right here. And so God told us last week, what he says, I'm restoring the full fivefold ministry of Jesus Christ in my body. I'm restoring the apostles and the prophets in my body. They're coming back to the body. Amen. And so uh, these things must must be. God says um, information is good, but revelation knowledge will take you further. Information is good, but revelation knowledge will take you further. God said he is restoring the apostolic and prophetic presence in the body because the body needs the full manifestation Uh, the full manifest presence of Christ in order to function in optimum health and strength. Now, get your listening ears on. We need the full manifest presence of Christ, right? In order to function in optimum health and strength. He says you need a well-balanced diet in the natural. We we all need a well-balanced diet in order to be healthy and strong. What did he say? He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So he spake this concerning the body of Christ as a whole, right? His bride, his bride, the body of the bride, right? The body of the bride as a whole. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and uh, 20, let's look at that real quickly. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20. Ephesians chapter two and verse 20 here. Um, It says, uh, I'll, I'll start at verse 19. It says, now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens, right? Citizens of heaven with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, right? Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, but we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, okay? Uh, Verse 21, it says, uh, in whom all the, excuse me, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into an holy temple in the Lord, a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also builded together for a habitation of God through the spirit. So 
What is that saying? That's saying, he's saying, I will not leave you. Like he said last week, he said, he will not leave us with only part of the fivefold ministry of Christ, but the full, the full right hand of God, the full right hand of God is being restored and reestablished in the church. Jesus represents the right hand of God. Jesus represents the right hand of God, right? He was, he was not only a high priest or teacher, but also prophet and king, meaning all power and authority is released through him, the right hand. The right hand is the one that, that releases the power and the authority, yes, right? Because the right hand represents release or loosing. The, the right hand, the, the, the left hand represents binding or withdrawing, but the left hand, uh, excuse me, the right hand represents power and authority, loosing and releasing, loosing and releasing, amen, power and authority. And so uh, God is saying here that uh, this is, this, this, we're about to see this happen and we need to understand why. And, and when we see this happening, you know, uh, we need to get up under the water spout. If you are not sitting under an apostolic and prophetic atmosphere, or if there is no apostolic and prophetic voices in the house where you're sitting or in the church where you're sitting or in the building or building, right? Uh, that means that, you know, if, if, if you're not in a church, but you're, you know, you are, uh, walking with God. I'll just say that, right? Walking with God or even doing ministry. Um, we need to be uh, under an apostolic and prophetic voice. We need we need the fivefold ministry. We need to be where the fivefold ministry is operating because some of us are not apostles and prophets. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Even though a lot of people you know, claim to be prophets, right? Or claim to be apostles because they're glorifying that office. But there's nothing glorious about this office, you guys. But Jesus, he's the, the glory of God is the only thing glorious, right? Um, there's sufferings, there, there's, there's, there's persecution that comes with this office, right? There, there's fire <laughs> that comes with this office. In fact, you know, we have to walk through fire so we can become fire. We have to learn how to stay in the fire, amen, until we become fire because he makes us flames of fire, amen. So if you're speaking the word of the Lord without the power of the Holy Ghost, the power or the fire right? What comes out when a bullet releases out of a gun? Fire, fire. And so when you, when you're, when you are not carrying that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, then something is missing. Something is missing. Something is missing. And so God is saying this and he's saying, um, uh, to bring clarity here concerning the apostles. So you, those of you who don't know can understand um, what the apostolic really means. The word apostle, excuse me, identifies someone commissioned with authority by Jesus Christ. Someone who is commissioned with authority by Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Jesus Christ himself. G not, it didn't say man, it said Jesus Christ, right? I.e. Paul the apostle. Amen. 
So it says the word apostle identifies someone commissioned with authority by Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ himself. It didn't say man. Jesus is the one who appoints apostles. Why? For the establishing of the church, for the establishing, for the establishing, for the establishing of the church. And so that's what an apostle does. Um, an apostle actually establishes things. He establishes the church, right? Um, he brings order. He brings, he lays that foundation, that strong foundation of Jesus Christ in the church. Amen. He is the foundation. Now we're not talking about, we're not saying that, you know, apostles and prophets, okay, that we are um, trying to be exactly like those apostles and prophets in the Bible, we are trying to be like Jesus. Amen. We all should be walking uh, like Jesus or trying to be like Jesus. But we we are saying that that office still exists and we have a, a responsibility and a mandate and we are required to carry out those offices in whatever capacity God has given you to do so. And so that is the job of the apostle. Um, he has been commissioned with authority by Jesus Christ to establish the church, to establish the church. And so um, we and, and so we understand that the apostle establishes. Right. So that is like what um, in the head of the body, because that is his position is the head, the head right in the head. So he would be like the brain in the head. Right. That establishes the order that gives the, you know, the order, the instructions or the, uh, the divine revelation or divine downloads from, from God himself, right. Or from Jesus himself. And so this is the job of the apostle. The prophet has more, the prop, the, the prophet is in the head as well, but, but it's more, through the mouth, you know, being the mouthpiece of God, the oracles of God, those who speak for God, um, those who are connected to the mind. Amen. That's why apostles and prophets are normally mentioned together because the, our functions are connected together. Um, apostles and prophets go together, right? They run together. And so um, the prophet communicates what is coming out of the mind of God or out of the heart of God, because your mind, what you're thinking is actually coming out of the, out of the heart, the thoughts proceed from the heart. So we're speaking out what is the heart of God, right? We have seers, different kinds of prophets like seers who are seeing and they're speaking what they see concerning regions, concerning nations, concerning whatever the Lord is showing them uh, specifically in the body. Amen. Their, their, their job is to speak it out. Their job is to speak what they are seeing. Um, li literally, literally seeing there are prophets that are speaking what they are hearing. Amen. What they are hearing. Uh, there are prophets, a different kind. There are different kinds of prophets. And God says that he will do nothing except he first reveal it unto his holy apostles and prophets, his holy apostles and prophets. Amen. 
So we have to understand that these are necessary functions in the body. Um, and these, these offices are positioned in the head of the church body in order to lead and direct the people in a time of battle. Amen. How many know we are definitely in a spiritual battle? We're definitely in a spiritual battle. The warfare has and will continue to increase as the day of the Lord draws nearer. Uh, there will be many storms on the horizon. There will be many storms on the horizon, both literally and physically, both literal and physical storms, storms, storms on the horizon. But God says your ship does not have to capsize in the storm. Your ship does not have to capsize in the storm. What is he saying? Fear not, be of good courage and do not do what, uh, what the disciples did in the storm. Do not do what the disciples did in the storm, but do what Jesus did in the storm. Do what Jesus did, not what the disciples did. Remember, they was like, Lord, you know, care us not that we perish. No, he says, don't do what the disciples did in the storm, but do what Jesus did. Is he not your example? Are you not the sons of God who have received him? As many as have received him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. He says, have you not received him? And are you not the sons of God? Have not I given you the same power and authority? This time, he says, this time, this time. Last time was the release of COVID, right? Everybody was scared. Everybody was fearful. Everybody was like, oh my God, you know. Lord, care us not that we perish, <laughs> right? But this time, he says, walk on the storm. This time, walk on the storm. Speak to the storm and it will obey you. Amen. He says, we should all be speaking the same thing. We should all be speaking the same thing, right? Unity, right? One body, which means one bride, a, one, a person can only have one body. So a bride can only have one body. So we should all be speaking the same thing, maybe in different languages, maybe, you know, but we should be speaking from the perspective of heaven. We should be speaking from the mind of God. We should be speaking from the mind of Christ. Amen. So God is saying that, and now we're going to look here quickly at Haggai. Let's go to Haggai. And uh, Haggai, you know, it's only two chapters, you guys. Only two chapters. <laughs> it's only about 30-some scriptures in Haggai. So you can't miss this one. Uh, looking at the book of Haggai here. And uh, I, I've already give you, given you a little history, but this scripture came back to me um, and it's something that I preached a couple of years ago, but I heard it again recently uh, concerning the former house, the former house or the glory of the former house. Now he's talking about the, the temple of Solomon. Okay. Um, but I want you to listen to this. Haggai chapter two uh, and verse three, it says, who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Now, we're not talking about those. I know many of us, you know, have been in the Lord for quite a long time. I've been in the Lord for like 25 years. 
been in this thing for 25 years, you guys. We have seen some things uh, that this generation have not seen, right? Um, we, we, we definitely have. And even over my short course <laughs> uh, uh, in the temple, right, or in the body of Christ, um, I have seen things come and go. I have seen, um, you know, things that that are just missing. You know what I'm saying? Just missing. I, I have seen the um, the foundational doctrine of Jesus be flipped and changed and altered. I have seen so much error come about. Um, I have seen, you know, uh, people, like I said, you know, daubing untempered mortar, you know, on the church and, 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 and building with untempered mortar and, and putting mud plaster up in, instead of the word of God, amen, instead of building upon the foundation of the word, which is Jesus. Um, I've seen so many things come and go, and I've seen um, uh, sorrow because of that. Sorrow, you know, it's something that really will make you sad. It, it, it can really make you sad, you know, because you're trying to uh, show forth and explain and express um, God in a way to a, to a people that don't know him in that way. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, the foundation that was actually laid, you know, uh, it, it seems to be changing and shifting and we're trying to reestablish and, and nail down that foundation of actually Jesus Christ, the real Jesus in the body. Again, we're trying to reestablish the real Jesus in the body again, if you can hear that. And so, um, he says, who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? Now he's speaking about Solomon's temple, which was the greatest of all time, right? The greatest of all time. It revealed the the greatest glory of God. Everything was in the house, right? The presence of God was in the house. The word was in the house. The anointing was in the house, right? The manifest presence, the, the, the glory of God in both senses, in the spiritual and in the physical were in the house. Solomon was the wealthiest man that ever lived right? Wisdom was in the house. Amen. The house was built upon wisdom and, 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 and knowledge. Amen. That he received from God. And so this house was full of wealth. It was full of glory. Amen. Uh, the glory of God. So who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? It's nothing compared to Solomon's temple, right? Um, the house of God now that you see now, the church now is nothing in comparison to Solomon's temple or the original uh, or the first temple. He says, yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, he said this before, right? right? He wants to find us working in faith when he returns. And he's speaking, noticing, notice in verse two, he's speaking to the residue of the people. So what did God say? He says, I, he says, um, I am strengthening that which remains. I'm strengthening the residue of, or that which remains after all the 
COVID-19 and all the stuff that has already happened, he's speaking to the residue or those which remain. Amen. And he's saying, be strong, be strong and work for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I covenanted with you, covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you. Fear ye not, fear ye not, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. So we see everything being shaken here, right? Everything will, will be shaken. Everything will be shaken. We've seen some things being shaken, but everything will be shaken. He says, I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. What, 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 what? Glory with a little case G. Glory with a little case G. So he says, I will shake the nations. Talked about that last week, right? All nations shall flow together into the house of the Lord. I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Surely he's, ta he's talking about money here. He's talking about wealth actually here. Um, he says the silver, uh-oh, money is mine. The silver is mine and the gold is mine. Doesn't belong to the world system. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. So God wants you to have peace in this, that as you are working in the strength of the Lord, building in the strength of the Lord, building the house of the Lord, building up the kingdom, in other words, of God, building up the kingdom of God in the earth. He says, I am going to shake everything around you. <laughs> I'm going to shake the nations. I'm going to shake everything that that which cannot be shaken may remain. I'm going to shake it. I'm going to shake it. And, that, and in the midst of me shaking it, there is a good news for you. All the glory of the nations, the glory of, of the nations, the desire of the nations shall come to you. It's going to come into your house. It's going to come into your hands. It's going to come into the house of the Lord. Yeah. The temple and these temples, right? The, these bodies, which are the temple of the Holy ghost. We are the house of the Lord. We are the house of the Lord. Amen. And so he says, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former. And in this place will I give peace. Amen. So God wants us to be reminded that he's going to do what he said he was going to do, right? The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, for the just, for the righteous, for the obedient, right? He's going to do what he said he was going to do. Before we before he we see him come again, he's definitely going to do what he said he was going to do. 
he's going to, he's going to do what he said he was going to do. So he says, I want you to show them this because I want them to know what I want to do for them in their latter end. Amen. Though your beginning be small, yet your latter end shall greatly increase. Amen. He says, I want them to know that the latter end, right? The glory of the latter house, right? Shall be greater than that of the former. It's going to be greater. It's going to be greater than that of the former. And so he says, I want, I want them to know and be encouraged um, concerning their latter end. And um, he says to remind them again, do not chase money though. Even though the Lord is talking about money here and wealth, he says, do not chase the money. He says, remind them not to chase money though, but simply get busy about your father's business and it will come to you. It will even chase you. Amen. Um, so, uh, you know, he's saying this because we can become so busy chasing money that we forget about the actual work or the actual business at hand, right? I.e. two sons, um, who have been uh, given a company by their late father, right? The father dies and uh, the, the sons inherit the company, right? Uh, I saw a movie about this before where there were two sons uh, and running their father's company. And one son was very responsible, you know, that he was, you know, he was taking care of business, right? He was taking care of business. I don't know if you guys remember this movie. It was a black movie can't remember the name years ago, but he was taking care of business. He was, you know, he was, you know, running, actually running the company while the other son was enjoying the money, right? He wasn't concerned about work. He was just having a ball, right? He was caught up in pleasure, chasing women, you know, the cars and all that kind of stuff. He was caught up in that. And so God says, I don't want you to forget about the actual business at hand right? Because if you start chasing that money or start focusing on the money, it's going to flee. It's going to run away from you. <laughs> it's, you're, you're not going to, he's not going to give it to you. You know why? Because that's irresponsible and it will be irresponsible of God to give that to us. And so God is saying, I want you to be responsible. I want you to be responsible. Um, and so he says, fear not, be strong and work, be strong and work gather, unite, assemble, and build. Gather, unite, assemble, and build. Same thing he said last time, establish and fortify my kingdom in the earth as my church, my house, my body, my temple, my bride. Amen. And so that is the word that I received from the Lord. I pray that it encourages you and that it strengthens you and builds you up um, because it definitely did for me. You know, it was a good reminder that God, there's something that God is trying to transfer to us, you know, but he wants us to be responsible. And I don't know about you, but I want to be responsible. I want to be a better steward. You know, uh, he said that we were, we, we were to be kingdom stewards or stewards of the kingdom. So I want to be a better steward, uh, over the things of God, uh, you know, and also in my personal life, you know, in my, in my health, in my finances, in everything that concerns my life. I want to be a better steward. And so God wants us to be responsible. That's the whole thing about the new year, you know, making changes and resolutions and things like that is to be better, right? Is to be 
uh, better and to be more productive and to uh, prosper more and to be able to go further, to be able to do more in life. Amen. And so, yeah, so, so that's all I have for you today. Um, I'll be back here on Thursday with another episode of How to Slay in Prayer for Real this time. <laughs> and um, so join me for prayer on Thursday as we uh, reveal more and begin to pray through these things. So I'm going to love you and leave you here for now. And I will see you guys on Thursday. Amen. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and all that great stuff. And uh, stay prayerful, most of all. Amen. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,